Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Marina Fogel welcome you to the Parenthood Podcast. Now, this episode differs a bit from our previous episodes in that we want your children to listen to this too. Brushing teeth in my house has always been a nightmare. There's procrastination, excuses, forgetting, not liking toothpaste, being too tired, not being tired enough. The excuses go on and on. The trouble is that it's not enough that we tell our children to brush their teeth. They need to understand why it's so important. So grab your children and listen to this episode together. In life, it's always best to get your advice from an expert, which is why today I've got Asha Dwakana, a dentist who is also a mum with me. Asha, your children are nine and 11. Yeah. Do they also kick off a fuss when it comes to teeth brushing or have you conditioned them? You've had this talk with them. <laughs> They're totally conditioned. <laughs> so no, no procrastination at all. Uh, well... Sometimes when they're really, really tired, but they still go and brush it. It's non-negotiable <laughs> in our house. It's probably the first lesson we learn as yeah, parents. Yeah. So Asha, wh- why do we brush our teeth? Well, f- within two to three hours, plaque starts to form. So the bacteria will start to form in your mouth. Your mouth is a really moist environment. It loves being in your mouth. So it will start to form. And if you don't brush your teeth, then the bacteria becomes hard and it starts to form like tartar and it becomes harder to take off. So the easiest way to do is just brush your teeth and you will get that soft, creamy stuff off your teeth straight away. And you can maintain your gums and prevent any damage. And if you'd never brushed your teeth, what would happen? You, that, that tartar would build into decay and your teeth would start to rot? What, That's what right. Happen? Yeah, so I've seen cases where people have been... I actually had a patient once that didn't brush her teeth for 14 years. It was... Um, was she 14 or...? No, she was an adult, but it was really scary to see what the damage... And she didn't have any teeth left? And actually or? her teeth... No, her teeth were held in by the amount of calculus and tartar she had so much it was like a foundation for her teeth to stay in so by actually removing that her teeth were so loose so um the damage long-term damage is that your gums you, you get very very aggressive gum disease which then starts to eat away your bone you get loose teeth you lose them teeth fall out yeah teeth fall out or you get horrendously large decay yeah so one, um, or, one or the other 
Okay, perfect. So really, really important to brush our teeth. And actually, you mentioned bacteria, because as humans, we have a lot of bacteria in our mouth, more than any other animals. Isn't that right? Yeah, your mouth has actually, ironically, got the most bacteria than anywhere else in your mouth, um, anywhere else in your body. So you need to brush. So as soon as you stop brushing, within an hour or so, if if we took a microscopic picture, the bacteria will start to form again. It's a never ending cycle. Okay. So obviously the old days, you know, toothbrushing is a relatively new phenomenon. Mm. Um, In the old days, when people didn't brush their teeth, I mean, they would also live for much less long than we do today. Yeah. But they would sort of usually end up by about 30 with no teeth. Is that right? Well, it's it's an interesting one because they might end up with no teeth at 30 because of gum disease. But in actual fact, those teeth would be very strong because they didn't have refined sugar as we do these days in processed foods. So in actual fact, they, they did use things. They used to chew on twigs, um, barks, animal bristles. There were a variety of things that were used. Um, the toothpastes um, were interesting. Sometimes they used, actually the Romans used to use a combination of um, oyster shells um, and um, they used to crush that up and, and, and bones actually to crush it up to, to use. Which was, was it effective at all or not really? I'm not sure. I think um, it must have been quite awkward (laughs) different um but uh yeah things have definitely moved in the right direction um and then obviously there were no dentists in the old days so I read somewhere that you know if you had a sort of toothache really the solution was just to rip it out um with no anesthetic and the barbers used to do that yeah barbers blacksmiths um, and in the olden days, um, some people used to think actually in some tribes to cut a mouse in half, yeah, a dead mouse, and you put that body of the mouse on the affected tooth, which had toothache, whilst the mouse was still warm, and that supposedly would get rid of the toothache. Um, in, would it in, not just introduce like more bacteria? I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think it's <laughs> quite gross. Um, in India, they used to, where there was a hole, They'd fill the hole with wax and then they'd try to burn the wax, putting something, a hot poker in the person's mouth to try and get rid of the toothache. Um, Yeah. So living life in the 21st century might be really boring for any of you children listening with homework and exams, but uh, the dental treatment is definitely better. Much better. Yeah, (laughs) much. You know, I was reading too that actually, you know, after a tooth had been extracted, there was a a danger of infection. Um, And they were saying that in the 1660s, as many as one death in 10 in London was linked one way or another to toothache. One in 10 because they didn't look after their teeth. Yeah. Septicemia. Yeah, you. I mean, as I say, there's a, a, a link with the bacteria in your mouth to the rest of your body. It's imperative that you clean your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when the teeth were obviously extracted, they'd need something else because we need our teeth. We need our teeth to, to eat. Um, what did they, did they just put false t- teeth in? Yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, it's a class in those days. People couldn't afford to have um, their teeth filled. So I think a lot of people walking around with no teeth just gums and then people that could afford would get dentures and the dentures in those days um, used actually dead people's teeth so they would collect those teeth and they'd use something the base so they'd used to have to stick the teeth onto something that would go into your mouth and they used to use a base called which was made out of vulcanite and and that actually I have seen in really old patients um, a long time ago but vulcanite is actually quite bad for your body um, but they used 
it was a mass of material that used to stick to the roof of your mouth and then the, these false teeth were added to them. So it's quite a mouthful that you had. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen anyone with human teeth in their mouth? No, though? God, no, I hope not. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I read that actually um, during the Battle of Waterloo, obviously thousands of, of men died and uh, they were stripped not just of their clothing and their valuables, but of their teeth, which were then shipped back yeah. to Britain in barrels to make full sets of teeth with. Awful. So another mm. another reason yes. to be happy that it's 2018. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so let's talk about how to brush your teeth, how to best brush your teeth. Um, what must you be thinking about? I mean, there's a two-minute rule, isn't there, that it's, you That's want to right. brush your teeth for two minutes. You can't That's just have right. a quick in, outside, top button, be done no. with it. You need You've to got to it. systematically go through your mouth as well. Because if you're right-handed or left-handed, you'll favour one side to the other. So it's important that you remember where you started and where you're going. So I always start my top right for myself. And for children, I always say, right, you're doing two minutes so you're breaking it down into four sections and so you've got um, 30 seconds in each section so you and when you're in one area of your mouth you do the outside the top of it and the inside so then you've done that area then you can move on and that's sort of going from your anterior tooth all the way to your back tooth on on that one side and you need to do the insides too don't you on mm. the on the inside of your mouth I mean that's somewhere that I remember always sort of forgetting to do yeah I think a lot of yeah majority of people always when I'm when you're cleaning teeth um, you tend to find that people's insides are the worst. Everyone, what they're showing <laughs> is very good, but it's the insides as well that get missed. Um, and brushing your tongue, is, is that important as well? Yeah, you must brush your tongue. Tongue bacteria sits on your tongue. So once you brush your teeth, give your tongue a nice little brush. And in actual fact, you can get something called tongue scrapers, um, which is quite common in India. So, um, And you can get them in this country now. It used to be made out of metal in a U-shape and you just scrape it along your tongue and you'll be surprised how much bacteria comes off. And you can get plastic ones, actually. Most dentists, um, dental practice will sell those. And if you're looking for the bacteria, if you want to be a bit disgusting, mm. what, what does it look like? Well, you can you can actually buy disclosing tablets and you can disclose, you can chew them and then you can see it comes up a bit purple. Actually, that's a really good thing to do that I do with children. Bacteria on in a natural form is creamy. So if you look at your teeth and they're looking a little bit yellowy, then there's a good chance that's actually not the colour of your teeth. That's actually something that's on the surface, which is the early forms of bacteria, which we call the pellicles. And it's a creamy, soft sort of um, consistency. With children, I often get them to have these disclosing tablets, a little tablet, you chew them for a minute, spit out, rinse, and then you can see this array of colours, which I think is great. Because if it's very blue, that means the plaque is quite new, so it's only been on the teeth for a couple of hours. As it goes down in colour, gets darker and gets to purple, that's sort of a bit of a no-no. That means it's been on for a couple of days. And when it's really dark, it's been on for a couple of weeks. So you can really, you can't lie. You, you can show the patient and visual, when a, when a child visually sees it, they go, okay, I get it. And, and then they'll know for next time. But that's a really good thing to do. So what, you can just buy them online? You yeah. just look for disclosing tablets? Disclosing, ta yeah, disclosing tablet for teeth. Really easy to do. Um, 
And molars, you know, at the back, you know, they're, they're sort of almost like mountainous, aren't they? Our back teeth yeah. um, so that we can chew things really well. But it also means that food gets stuck there. Um, and because obviously those molars are right at the back of your mouth. And also, you know, children often don't have them till a little bit later. They might not be used to, to brushing them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to teach them every time they come. You need to teach them to go further back. Some kids find it a little bit difficult initially because it can actually stimulate a gag reflex. So you have to go gentle and just teach them very gently how to brush further back. But your molars, especially your first molars, they're there from the age of six. And then your second molars come in when you're about 12, 13, and they're there with you forever. So they need a lot of looking after. Yeah. No, and it does make sense. I mean, you know, we're, children listening to this are probably going to reach 100. Yeah, So that's, that's like right. 88 years of needing your teeth. So it's worth investing in them. Yeah, definitely. There are various ways you can invest in. There's something called fissure sealants, um, which a lot of people do for their children. And that's like a, a pr- protective um, coating that you paint onto the teeth. It's like a plastic coating and that seals and it sets hard. And they can last for a number of years if placed well. And that's a great thing to have when they're little because instead of the bacteria um, sticking onto the tooth, it will it will act like a little barrier, so it just sticks onto the plastic surface. So it just gives surface. It gives a little bit more protection. Yeah, that's that quite makes nice. Sense. Actually, yeah. my children had that, and there was yes. a lot of fuss, um, but it was fine. Yeah, they're very it easy to do. It doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, it's very quick to do, and I think there's got a lot of long term benefits. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Toothbrushes, there are obviously Mm. lots around. How often should we be changing our toothbrushes? That's a really good question, actually, um, because you've got your manual and your electric. With your manual... um, Ideally, every couple of months, so two to three months. Obviously, if you're quite a firm, good brusher, um, you might find that your bristles splay out faster than that time. So if you see that, then change it. But I would say the rough guidelines would be about three months. Now, with an electric toothbrush, um, the heads last a lot longer. But ideally, I would be changing every six months. If you have the latest type of electric toothbrush, they actually, and the sort of like the whole singing and dancing ones, they actually come with a little water bath and you can put your head in the bath to clean. So the reason for changing them every six months is not because the bristles are warm, but that you'll be surprised actually how much bacteria isn't being washed off. So you're sort of just 
putting back bacteria into your mouth so you need to try and change it to to a fresh one but as i say if you've got the the new the very latest type of electric toothbrush you can put that in the water bath and clean it and you'll probably be able to go longer without changing the head mm. and benefits of the electric toothbrush versus the manual toothbrush um, electric toothbrush is just more predictable, so you you don't favour one side to the other. Majority of the electric toothbrush has a timer, so it makes it buzzes after or switches off after two minutes. Two minutes is actually quite a long time, much uh, longer than you think. Way way longer. So I think that's quite a nice. So that's beneficial. The actual using of it, you're still holding it, so you still need to do a bit of work. So you still need to make sure you you don't forget where you're going. But it's just a bit more predictable. So I would say for anyone over the age of uh, 11, 12, I think they're a great thing to invest in. Okay. And so you've gone around to your friends for a mm-hmm. sleepover. Mm-hmm. You forgot your toothbrush. Oh. Is it okay to borrow your friend's toothbrush? Yak. No. <laughs> um, Is it like wiping your bottom with a piece of, pe- of blue paper? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I would, you know, bacteria track. Yeah, no, I would say that's a huge no-no. Don't ever, ever do that. Um, if that's the case, I would, and you and they didn't have a spare toothbrush, I would just get some toothpaste, put it on your finger and just go back to the good old days and just brush it like that. I think that's far better and much more hygienic. Yes, please do not share. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting. You know, in the old days, what did people do? before there were toothpaste again you know the toothbrush is a relatively modern invention what, what did yeah. they do for the you know thousands of years before the toothbrush was yeah, invented we're, we're really lucky i mean these poor people used to have to use twigs um animal bristles uh they used um chewed bark uh porcupine um needles they could use that picking the food out between their teeth feathers yeah all sorts of um weird things I read that the Chinese were the first to invent what would kind of bore most resemblance to the modern day toothbrush. And that was made from using bristles from pig's necks mm. and a handle made out of bone or bamboo. Um, so, yeah, we're wow. pretty we're pretty lucky that we've got uh, good old toothbrushes. Yes. Um, big, um, a big moment in most children's lives is when their teeth start, their milk teeth start falling out. And this can be really exciting. I'm sure lots of you listening uh, were really excited the first time that uh, you had a, you lost a tooth. Um, w- w- when do they usually start falling out? Is it five or so? Yeah. So from between the ages of five and seven, some children, I mean, kids get a little bit upset when their teeth aren't falling out. So some children are very, you know, they start early, some five. The average age is about six. And then you do get people that don't lose their first tooth until they're about seven or eight. Not a problem. That is just them. And if that's the case, absolutely fine. And in actual fact, it's better to lose your tooth later because you've got more of a chance of making sure they're perfect when they come through and you really know by then how to brush your teeth. So you mustn't panic about that. They will come through when they're going to come through. And if all your friends are losing their teeth and Mm. you think, I just want to join the club, Mm. what about making just like, seeing if any of the wobbly and wobbling them a bit more is that a big no-no just leave them alone no you can I think uh, don't don't ask your dentist to to extract them um that that I've I have actually been asked that a few times can you extract a few to let the adult teeth come through no because when you extract the baby teeth if you did do something like that the adult teeth are still going to come through when they come through then they will not come through any faster um so you just need to let nature take its course if you have a wobbly tooth 
yeah, give it a good wobble. That's absolutely fine to bite do that. Bite an apple? Bite an apple, yeah. I do that with my sons, actually. They bite on a bit of apple and it's, it has worked. What about, uh, I remember when I was little there, we were threatened with tying our tooth yeah. to the door and then slamming it shut. I've never done that, but yeah, you could try that. <laughs> Any of your patients done that? No. no. <laughs> um, obviously, probably one of the biggest things that affects our teeth is what we eat because mm. it's coming into contact with our teeth. But also, you know, we need a healthy, balanced diet to create good teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the worst thing that you can eat? Um, sticky sweets. And fruit juices are the number two. I, if I have a small child that has decay, um, my immediate question will be, does your child drink fruit juices? And invariably they'll say yes, and that will be the culprit. So that would be like apple juice instead of water at meals? Absolutely, apple juice. And you, actually, at mealtime, if you really need to have it, have a juice, you can, but the way I would do it is through a straw. So your teeth aren't being coated. Paper straw, not plastic straw. Paper straw, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Environmentally friendly. But also, um, your teeth need milk and water when they're developing. So I would just stick to milk and water. But that's the first, first port of call would be fruit juices. And the second would be all these sticky sweets. And then also, just to bear in mind that there are some things that don't taste at all sugary that have tons of sugar in. Yeah. What's the most surprising thing that's got lots of sugar in? I would say children would say would find crisps um, amazed that there is a lot of sugar in there. You'll be surprised. It tastes of prawn cocktail, but it has a lot of sugar in there. Um, baked beans, tins of soup. Yep, they all have a lot of hidden sugars. Yeah. In actual fact, as well, you'd be so surprised about the pity flu, the little yogurts. They're so yummy. But in one of those small pots of yogurt, there's four teaspoons of um, sugar. Mm. There's a lot of sugar in, in yogurts. And I mean, you haven't even mentioned the fizzy drinks. Ah, that that's because... a massive... Yeah, well, I think everyone should know that. <laughs> but people Fizz... don't really eat them anymore? Or uh, well, them anymore? well, I mean, I see I've, from my sons, they've always been... I've always been very strict. And um, in actual fact, my older son was, was allowed to have fizzy drinks from the age of 10. And he's only allowed to have one a week. I probably sound like a really strict mum, but I'm I'm trying to make sure that he's set up for the rest of his life with his teeth. Fizz, f- fizzy drinks, be it um, normal, full fat or diet, are awful for your teeth for different reasons. Full fat, they contains up to uh, a litre of Coke will contain up to 20 um, tablespoons of sugar, which is a huge amount. I mean, that's what you put in a whole cake. Yeah, and, and that is, and people say, oh, no, no, but I have diet. Okay, well, diet uh, fizzy drinks have a huge amount of erosive. They're, they're very acidic, so they will erode your teeth. And if you still don't believe me, I can do a little test for you by taking a tooth and dropping it in uh, a, a jar, uh, in a glass of whatever fizzy drink. You will see it eroding away. You'll actually see the enamel dissolving. So if any of you listening want to do an experiment and can spare one of the teeth that uh, uh, that might have fallen out, then uh, have a go. Put it in a in a, what, a glass of Coca-Cola or anything, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any fizzy drink. Yeah. Um, anything that's really good to promote healthy tooth growth? If you've been sort of, you have had a few fizzy drinks and you think mm-hmm. you feel a bit guilty, what mm-hmm. can we do to, to make our teeth nice and strong? Because obviously we grow them. So just a healthy diet or calcium rich foods? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think um, lots. So if I would say milk, water, anything, any dairy products, especially cheese, um, fresh fruit, vegetables, 
Simple as that. Perfect. Mm. Um, now, one thing, and some of you listening might have already had a filling or might have friends who've had fillings. Um, explain to me quickly what a filling is. So there's different types of material. The two types of material we use to fill a hole in a tooth is either something called amalgam, which is a metal filling, or a white filling, which is called composite. And so basically it's when you get a hole in your tooth, mm-hmm. um, which then goes down to the nerve and it can be quite sore, can't mm-hmm. it? It can be. And that hole will just get bigger and bigger and bigger if nothing's done about it. Yeah. And then you can end up getting horrendous tooth decay or tooth loss. Yep. So to prevent that from happening, they fill it in with some kind of harder substance that kind of patches up the hole. That's right. Yeah. Um, and um, nowadays, most people tend to have uh, the whiter looking material, which is called composite. Um, it's more friendly to the body it doesn't contain um mercury and um it lasts just as long so it's and it looks nice as well so if you go to the dentist and they said listen you know there is a bit of tooth decay we are going to need to do a filling that that sounds quite sort of scary and drills are involved tell us what what is involved if, if a child needs to have a filling yeah nowadays it's i think it's a lot nicer um when a child needs a filling we can give it, uh, you can put topical anaesthetic next to the tooth to make the gum go numb. So that's nice. And then if you need to give any anaesthetic. Um, Which would be an injection. With the injection. Um, because it's you've had topical on the gum, it shouldn't hurt as much. That's probably the worst bit. Nowadays, the, everything that we use is all, comp- uh, the drills, it all, all works at such a high speed. The noise, everything, it's, it does, you don't really hear it anymore. Um, and... It's being washed through with water, so it, there's no pain to the tooth at all. So it, 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 it isn't as bad as people think, actually. And how long does it take to have a filling put in? If a child sort of is quite compliant, then 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't take long. Yeah. So the message is brush your teeth, look after them. But if you do have to have a filling, then it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, fillings have been around for quite a long time, haven't they? Yeah. Um, they used to use beeswax. Is that right? Yeah, they used to use B. Yeah, I'm not sure how long that lasted in the tooth. <laughs> um, mouth guards obviously are increasingly used in sports. That's right. Um, how necessary are they? Are they are they worth? It? I mean, obviously, you don't want to get hit in the face with a ball and then lose all your teeth. Um, but what do mouth guards really offer a lot of protection or not? I think it's a no-brainer. I think mouth guards are really important. For your child, if you're spend, you're, you're looking after your teeth and your gums. You've got to look after them when you're playing contact sports. You just don't know what's going to happen when you go out on the pitch or wherever, whatever you're doing. A mouth guard, a custom-made mouth guard made by a dentist, is infinitely better than anything that you can buy. It's an, you take a mould of that child's teeth. It fits specifically over each tooth. It's comfortable. The plastic that they use is thicker than that you get in the shop. Um, you can make it fun, you can design it how you want it, the child can have whatever it wants. It really is very important. For It's such an investment, it just outweighs trauma to a tooth or anything that could happen from it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah, children do lose teeth. You mm. kind of, you know, bang into each other, you mm. jump off a wall and hit your face. You know, if you do end up losing a tooth, what do you do? Do you just think, oh, God, well, I've lost a tooth. I'll tell mum in the morning. Or yeah. do you sort of, can, is there something you can do immediately about it? Well, it's really common. That's the first thing. So if it does happen to you, don't feel, as a parent, please don't feel bad because I've seen so many. Um, if it, 
if you can, if it's a fractured tooth, the fractured piece that, that has come away. So if it's broken. It's so if it's the tooth broken, is broken in yeah. half. Yeah. If the tooth is broken in half, the broken bit that you have, put it in some milk or put it in some saliva, the child's saliva. Try and see your dentist as soon as possible. If it's not that same day, it doesn't matter. As long as that stays moist, that bit of fracture, that broken tooth, then the dentist should be able to actually refix it to the body of the tooth. So can, there's lots of cements, lots of different things we can use and fix your own tooth back into the rest of the tooth. And that is probably the best way. You've got the best success rate. Uh, it looks better and it'll last longer. If... Um, Unfortunately, that hasn't happened, then you probably need to have a filling or, or whatnot. What and then if the whole tooth has fallen out, then you're, again, milk or saliva, and then you really, time is of an essence, and you've got to try and see your dentist as soon as possible. And it's actually within 30 minutes. They, um, the stats have shown if you can get the tooth refixed within 30 minutes, you have excess of 90% success rate. So, And what does a tooth look like when the root comes? It's a sort of triangular shape at the top of the tooth, isn't it? Yeah, you've, yeah, the root is sort of like a long triangle, like an isosceles triangle. Yeah, okay. So the, yeah, the, the message is to make sure that you do something about it. Yes. Um, that's interesting that um, saliva is one of the best places. And I suppose if you're sort of out playing in the playground or if you're in the woods and you lose a tooth, one of the best places to put the tooth is it in your mouth and then you get the the saliva on it yeah yeah as long as you don't swallow it um just stick it if you if you're in the middle of nowhere just get the tooth and put it into your mouth by your cheek and then your own saliva can wash over it and then just keep your mouth closed and and get help okay Mm. asha thank you very much for for being here today um Asha has a dental practice in central London. You can find her details on dentistw1.co.uk. I hope you found this podcast interesting and maybe next time that it's time to brush your teeth, it might seem a bit more bearable. I've got to admit, I remember being small and hating having to brush my teeth, but my father was a doctor and there was no negotiation about teeth and sun cream. And you know what? Now I'm a grown up, I'm really grateful I've got a healthy set of teeth and healthy skin. So while your parents will always tell you to do the things you don't like, they usually do know best. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Parenthood. If you've enjoyed this podcast for grown-ups and children, please tell us. Follow us on Instagram, we're at theparent.hood and let us know what subjects you want us to talk about next. But in the meantime, from Asher and me, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.